the seventh episode in the Creative Flow podcast series, hosted by Anthony Villani and Kimri McKernan. It features discussions with thinkers and change agents important to the science of creativity. We would like to welcome Juliana Sanchez Trujillo, based in Colombia, who is a creativity and innovation consultant at Borealis Innovation. Juliana holds an MS in creativity from the International Center for Studies in Creativity, SUNY Buffalo State. She is also a certified ProSci change management practitioner, a Lego Serious Play workshop designer, and foresight facilitator. Juliana, can you please share with us the story of how you became involved in creativity? Absolutely. So, well, I'll have to start uh, on my time during when I was in high school. I used to be very shy. So I joined the theater club at school and I became somebody else. I became involved with youth group and I became involved with teaching and people empowerment. And then I went to school for communications, which I've loved because I was really into writing and doing audiovisual production. However, when as I was going through college and I did my internship, I realized that I had chosen the wrong path. I didn't really connect it with communications. So there was this one day when I started um, doing my thesis and one professor told us that he used to do training through arts and theater. And I just thought that was the most amazing thing. And I wanted to do some research about it, but at the time, in Colombia, it was not common to talk about experiential learning. That was until the day I met my one of my professors who actually told me he used to be a storyteller in companies. So he helped me out with my project. We did all the research. And then one day I told him that I just wanted to follow a different path. And he told me that he heard somewhere that you could study creativity. And that sounded kind of crazy. I did some research final program in Spain, didn't like it. And then I Googled it and I found the International Center for Studies in Creativity. And days later, a brochure came to my house, which I never opened. And there was this one friend who used to visit regularly. And one day she told me she was sick of staring at that envelope. She opened it, she read the information for me. And then suddenly everything became clear to me and I knew that's what I was meant to do. So as my graduation present, I asked my dad to give me a ticket to visit the States. Uh, I was an exchange student in Pittsburgh prior to go to college. So I wanted to visit my friends. And since I was going to go to Pittsburgh, I said, well, why not come to Buffalo? I will never forget this. It was President's Day. I think it was the worst snow term, snowstorm I have ever seen in my life. And I got the chance to meet with John Cavra. And we were supposed to have a 15 minute meeting. We ended up talking for two hours. And when I left that office, I just knew this program was meant for me. I love that. And really the, the snowstorm is the icing, icing on the cake for that. Yeah, well, we don't I, have I, snow in Colombia, so let me tell you, it was it didn't not a scare pretty you picture. Off. I love it. <laughs> I have an even I have an even more interesting build uh, that uh, um, the beginning of our whole program was based on a trip 
from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. I don't know if you know that Sid is from Pittsburgh and he drove to Buffalo uh, to be at the very first Creative Problem Solving Institute. And much like your two hour conversation with John Cabra, his life was changed after meeting Alex. And uh, uh, two years later, he packed his family up and moved back and the rest is history. So um, you're, you're uh, solidly in the legacy realm uh, with that little story. So tell us about your business, uh, Borealis Innovation and how you help your clients. Uh, and would you like to talk about uh, um, your new business as well? Uh, Borealis Innovation started five years ago. It was a dream to keep igniting creativity in Latin America. I found amazing co-founders and what we do is we help companies to take innovation forward, meaning helping them with the strategy, with innovation management, to develop their skills and also to help them implement pro uh, projects that actually deliver results. It is very common for people to talk about innovation, but re reaching results is not as easy. So what we do is just, we help them out to put everything in place to make innovation sustainable for them. And in the process, we train them in creative skills in innovation mindset and all different methodologies. Great. And well, my new business, um, in the process of, of working with Florialis, I actually started getting very sick. Uh, I think it was because I love it so much. I overworked <laughs> myself. And um, in that process of healing, I found an answer in nutrition. So I decided to get certified at the Integrative um, Institute, uh, sorry, at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. And now I have a coaching business where I help, help people create their life of their dreams to find wellness and happiness using creativity, um, nutrition, exercise, meditation, and ultimately finding balance. Well, where were you 10 years ago? I had to figure that out all on my own. <laughs> That's great. I love how you're using that together, those passions together. Yeah, and at the beginning, I thought it was very different from creativity, but then I realized it's the same. You're just creating your life. So I think it blends together beautifully. Great. Can you describe a high point or success story where you have seen creative problem solving result in significant benefits for one of your clients? That is a tricky question because I think a lot of my clients have benefited from creativity. I think mainly because when you open their minds to experience new things and to think in a different way, they just start seeing possibilities. I think uh, my biggest accomplishment will be to become the anti-croc ambassador. <laughs> so pretty much I tell people that they shouldn't be defensive and they shouldn't be close up to ideas. And we have this figure from the center where we tell people not to be a cockadrile. So I tell everyone they, ha they have to stop being crocs. And everywhere you go um, in Colombia where ha I have been before, you can see in their meeting rooms, the signs uh, asking them to be open and not to be a cockadrile 
and it really sticks to people. I think we have created a, a language overall where people start having a different mindset. And also I feel very proud because I not only do um, consulting, I also do teaching for graduate schools. And between the consulting and the teaching, I have trained over 7,000 people in creative problem solving in Colombia, uh, Peru, Mexico, and Panama. And I feel very proud of just igniting creativity in the world and helping, helping people think in a different that way. That is an amazing legacy for someone who is still so young. I love it. Well, you've uh, kind of bridged into our next question uh, uh, that you have this passion to ignite creativity in Latin America and obviously uh, teaching several thousand um, across the countries in, in that region is, is a step. But uh, um, tell us uh, maybe uh, um, one key moment in your progress and uh, tell us of your vision for the future. I want to inspire people and I want to help them not just create the life of their, of their dreams, but also um, deliver purpose for their organizations. I think the biggest thing that I have found in creativity it has been that it connected me with my purpose. And sometimes your purpose doesn't really have to be something outrageous or really big. I think when you connect with your passion and you get to inspire others, that's what really makes the difference. And during my work, I have seen many opportunities where people have told me that because of what I gave them, they were able to quit their job or to start a new business or to increase their sales, to take their business in a different direction, to get out of bankruptcy, or just to have a healthier family life. And I think that that goes beyond my expectations. When I came to Buffalo, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. And I remember on my first class, which was the holistic approaches to creative problem solving that I took with Cindy Burnett, she asked me, what do you want to do with this? And my question was, I have no clue. I just thought the program sounded fun and I want to find more joy in my life. And she told me something that I hold true to this day and was that to focus on what I wanted to learn and not so much of, of what I wanted to on what I wanted to do. And that the, the questions, the answers will eventually unfold. And I think that's what happened in my life. And I think it keeps happening right now. Um, we, I don't know, last year we weren't thinking about COVID-19 changing our lives. And now what I'm doing is helping people to stay present, to be more mindful, to realize that their businesses can grow even if we are in the middle of a pandemic. And I just don't know what's going to happen next year. I just want to keep inspiring people to reach new businesses and ultimately to help people really connect with their own creativity. I can feel it, and I feel like you will. Thank you. So along with that, uh, can you share with us some lessons learned or advice that you would like to extend to either future graduates or alumni? Well, I think the biggest lesson for me has been to trust the process. <laughs> and I get to talk a lot with alumni and current students 
And even with my own students, when you engage with the creative process, sometimes you know what you want, but once you get in the process, it all starts getting really confusing, um, ambiguity kicks in, and sometimes we get really frustrated by, by that, but when you follow the process and when you trust it, it always deliver result, delivers results. So I think that would be my biggest uh, advice for everyone is just to enjoy the process. If it's, if it you see it's working, if you trust the process, and if you're having fun, you're going in the right direction. If you're not enjoying it, just make sure you choose a different path because there's a big um, connection between creativity and intrinsic motivation. So it has to come from within. And if you don't feel connected to it, if it just feels like a drug, then it won't deliver results and it won't surprise you. And also there was this one phrase that I heard from Sidney Parnes one day and was that uh, he thought that his biggest accomplishment in life was to believe happily in ambiguity. And I thought that was beautiful because when you allow life to surprise yourself and to just approach life with a child's uh, curiosity and uh, with a beginner's mind, I think things are very different. You're able to find opportunities and you're able to constantly reinvent yourself. But when you're trying to be in control all the time, creativity just doesn't flow. So I will say again, say it again, just trusting the process and living happily in ambiguity. That's great. I was talking with a client yesterday and sharing this concept that all people are creative and we have to be more like kids before we, we lost that ability, right? So I love that. Thank you, Juliana. Yeah, and I would build on your point about uh, loving uh, what you're doing as uh, something I always do with with clients when we do the uh, uh, pluses, potentials, uh, and concerns is that if you're not spitting out a lot of pluses about your solution, um, you're probably not working on the right solution. You know, if you don't instantly love what's in front of you, um, there's not a lot of motivation to go and do something about it. So I would validate everything you just said. Um, well, uh, we, we've uh, covered a lot uh, and, and uh, we'd love to ask this question of all of our speakers. Tell us about your creative flow. My creative flow, well, it can happen in so many ways. I find that uh, lately my creative flow comes a lot from meditation. I personally connect a lot with the work of Joe Dispenza and connecting to the quantum field and finding the possibilities that always brings a lot of information and a lot of ideas. Also uh, exercising, I think brings a lot of creative flow. I think most of the, my ideas come either exercising on or as my team will tell you, going to a bathroom. Every time I'm, I, am, I am blocked, I cannot find ideas, I just, go to a bathroom, and even if it's just washing my hands, it just happens. So <laughs> I would say um, playing a lot. Um, also, I find very helpful when, I'm, well, I'm a driver, so I'm a high ideator, high implementer. And 
that means that translates into being really distracted all the time because I get a lot of ideas and one idea leads to the other the one and to the next one and to the next one. So sometimes it's really hard for me to focus and when I really need to be creative and get in the flow state, I use a lot of binaural music. So it's this music that uh, pretty much like uh, levels your brain hemispheres and helps you to focus. And I think that helps a lot for me. And also being in a really playful mindset, uh, just having toys around, the Play-Doh always does the work and just bouncing ideas with people. I, I'm a loud thinker. I'm out, yeah. So I need to talk to other people to just make sense of my ideas. And I think that's where most of my creative flow comes from. But the bathroom, I have to say, is the most effective one. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and the best one we've heard in this whole series, I must admit. Awesome. You would you agree, Kim? Incubation always happens there. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you for inviting me. So thank you for listening. This is Kimmery McKern and, and Anthony Bolan. We invite you to tune in again to the Creative Flow series. We hope you will translate your creative flow into action and that your actions change the world.